0: welcome everyone this is russ galzo chronicles of the end times thank you for being with us today as we continue our interview with biff price so biff so glad you're here again today it's you know it's just awesome uh hanging around with you and uh chatting about all this kind of cool stuff maybe you can give us a little background on a little bit of your life's journey
1: well russ it's great to be here again Uh um uh, to borrow a line from Steve Morton, I was a wild and crazy guy uh, <laughs> back in the day, uh, disc jockey, rock and roll disc jockey, as a, as a young man, and in broadcasting for about oh, a little over twenty five years. Did a lot of things along the way. I mentioned last time construction work and this and that, and the, chemi- the chemical business and all kinds of stuff. Taught college for sixteen years uh, and all of that stuff. But that all of this is relevant to a point. But it all began uh, when I was a child, and I came from a broken home. And I'm not saying, oh, poor me, because obviously a lot of people have broken homes today, and uh, maybe less so back then, but uh, I went to live with my grandparents, and that's where I grew up. My grandmother was a dear Christian lady who took me into her home, and when she didn't have to, and uh, she raised me from the time I was about four years old. So she was the one that took me off to Sunday school, and uh, I got involved in that, and then grew up uh, a believer. And when I was a kid, I thought maybe one day I'd become a minister. That's literally what I felt like back in those days. But then I ran off the rails, and I ran off the reservation, and uh, floundered around for a long time. And... Uh, married my uh, high school sweetheart and uh, eventually we had our first child and when she got to be about five years old I looked at her and I looked at my wife and I said you know maybe we should take our daughter to Sunday school and so we were drawn back into uh, becoming involved with uh, church and so forth and it was a rocky road up and down over many years but um, basically I was drawn back to it and When I wrote this book that I mentioned the last time, This Child of Emptiness, it's about uh, the really fun guy we know as Satan, and another really fun guy called the Antichrist, and then some really good people who are in opposition to those two, which would kind of fit in with what you do. Not in the same uh, venue or genre, but in a different way, but that's not what we're talking about here. One of the reasons I can write short stories, and I mentioned that in our last program, is I wrote short-form material for many years. I edited a newsletter which had short 300-word pieces in it. I wrote uh, commercials in Philadelphia for 12 years. And when you write a commercial, you have 150 words in 60 seconds in a radio spot or 75 words in a 30-second ad. You don't have a lot of time to play with. And when you put in... Uh, music and sound effects or whatever you're doing for an audio commercial you take away the amount of time you can uh, the amount of words rather you can use television is even more different because television depends more on the visual and often there are far less words in a tv ad believe it or not than there are in a radio ad because the the visual is the strong point i've written I guess I haven't counted it recently, several million words in my life uh, but that were nonfiction and uh, and we, some people would say the commercials are fiction, <laughs> because yeah. it's all hyperbole that's true <laughs> but um, but basically, it taught me how to focus and how to write and how to get to the point. Maybe I should say that's that's what I've learned from doing what I've done to get to the point. But how this all fits together is a different story altogether. i have to tell you that
0: one. We all have the interesting lives, right, uh, before we come to that moment in our lives. And, uh, and hopefully, uh, those of you who are listening out there, um, if you are looking to find a true answer in life, Uh, We know that answer comes from Jesus Christ and that personal relationship that you can have with him. This is what it's all about, right? Life is real and the good and the bad and the ugly. It happens to everybody. Nobody's exempt and uh, nobody's immune. But it's nice to know uh, you have that strength with you. You have God by your side in those moments. I pray that you will. You know, if you haven't, you'll consider that today in your own life. And with Biff, he's gone through a lot of stuff at this point in his life, aiming a little back towards God, but it's a struggle going through those trials and tribulations in life. Uh, there's always two ways for us to go. Um, which way did you end up choosing?
1: Well, a couple of things that influenced me along the way to where I'm, I wrote the children's books, and I should get into this, two of my favorite books authors of all time are c.s lewis and j.r.r R. tolkien and c.s lewis and tolkien were friends now c.s lewis uh, was in world war one uh, brave soldier in world war one became a professor at uh, one of the college or two of the colleges in england very high up and respected, and he belonged to a group called the inklings and j R. R. Tolkien was in that group too, and other people that were famous were in that with them, and they would get together and they'd talk about their writing and what they were doing and so forth c s Lewis was a devout atheist, and if you know what an atheist is, it 's somebody who doesn't believe in God at all and He had people working on him and working on him to to get him to take a look at jesus, and he finally did. And he became one of the greatest Christian writers of the last century that's ever lived. Absolutely. he was a, His intellect was such that uh, I remember a story about him. You, you may or may not, depending on your age, remember uh, uh, when Watergate went down and Richard Nixon had to resign and all of that stuff. There was a, na- a man that worked in the Nixon White House named Chuck Colson. And Chuck Colson went to prison as a result of Watergate. Yes, he did. And in pr- prison, he found the Lord and he founded uh, Prison Ministries as a result of that. But I remember him uh, telling uh, in a, something he wrote about having read a book by C.S. Lewis called Mere Christianity. And he said he pulled off to the side of the road and he cried. And then he also said that he would have never wanted to meet C.S. Lewis in a debate because Lewis would destroy you. He was so brilliant and such a Christian at the same time Mm. that I doubt anybody could have an argument with Lewis and win it. Now, he wrote a a series of children's books you may or may not be familiar with called The Chronicles of Narnia. There are seven books in the series, and they're disguised as fantasy. Fantasy. Uh, unless you know what's going on. If you're a Christian and you read the books, you know what's going on. A friend of mine who was a pastor gave me that set of books when my youngest daughter was six years old in first grade. And I began reading them to Beth, and I read them over a series of the whole year, first grade year, and then she would read, learn to read and re- help me read them, and we read them together. And they made an incredible impact on my life because of the beauty of them and the beauty of the stories that they are and what's in them. J.R.R. R. Tolkien, who was one of the men who influenced Lewis to become a Christian, yes. wrote The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, which I consider the greatest fantasy story in the English language in modern times. Absolutely. Lewis was a, a Christian as well. And there's imagery in regard to good and evil in, the, in those stories. It's all about Christ, although you wouldn't know that if you didn't know what you were reading. So that's these were, uh, there was a way this all came about, but I'll tell you that in a moment. So that's what's going on with with that.
0: We get uh, to do a lot of things as writers. You know, we get to to uh, take people on adventures and take them places, and, and certainly. Uh, um, Tolkien and, and, and C. S. Lewis. I mean, amazing, amazing writers. And uh they take you on journeys and they teach you things along the way. That's so vital in you know, in creating stories and pulling people into stories. So you read these books obviously. How did they impact you? Uh
1: Lewis even more than uh, Tolkien and The Lord of the Rings, which is uh, more of a fantasy. Well the Chronicles of Narnia are fantasy too, but Lewis shows something in his books that I think is very powerful powerful part of it is there are four children in Lewis's stories that go through a wardrobe and they meet the White Witch and all that stuff and that was in their first movie that they made and then there are other stories too there was a story that preceded that and then there were five stories that followed it and they take these characters he takes the characters all the way through to the revelation that ends at the book seven and When I set out to write my books, I didn't set out to duplicate that because I took my four grandchildren and I used them in these books. And they're nothing like uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. It's a whole different take on what's going on. In my books, the children are traveling through this fantastic place, or places because there are several that they go through, and they meet these incredible characters. And all of it's based around a riddle. And at the very beginning, they meet a man named Patience, and Patience gives them the riddle. And the riddle, part of the riddle that they carry through all these books is, things are not always as they appear. And that's very important as an idea. And then the really big idea is, when you're in trouble, call upon the king. Mm. Well, the king, you might surmise from that, the king's name is the Lord God Jehovah, But we don't use those names in the book, but you'll figure that out depending on where you go with it. But the beauty of the Chronicles of Narnia and the beauty of my trilogy is the innocence of children. Jesus took a child and stood him in front of him and said, If you're going to go to my kingdom, you must become as one of these. And in the beauty of the stories that Lewis wrote and in the beauty that God gave me when I wrote these stories— Or actually, I wrote them with his help. Some people say I probably should be in an institution claiming that. But I believe that they were inspired. Uh, In the beauty and the innocence of a child, we see things differently. This is why it says you must be born again. You must put away all of the stuff that you have crammed in your head as a grown-up and become as a child. How do you become a child? Well, you have to learn to trust. You have to learn to see innocence. You have to learn to see true beauty. And these books do that. I won't tell you how or in what mechanisms are used. That would ruin the story for you.
0: Well, you can't ask for more than that. I love a story that takes me somewhere and teaches me a little something along the way. You know, and I'm really looking forward to getting all these books out this summer so you folks out there can dig into them in time for summer reading. These books have real extra meaning for you because you've written them with your grandchildren in mind. Well, the spiritual
1: truth that you'll find in these three books uh, is powerful beyond words. And I'm not going to to try to do it justice by describing to you what happens. But all I can say about it is that this takes you on a journey that... um, It's it's, it's incredible. The images, uh, the characters, the things that happen in the book, and the biblical truth that's there that you'll find in places you don't expect it are, in some cases, absolutely overwhelming. Yes, I wrote these, but I like to say I had a lot of help running them. And uh, I have a I have a friend who was, a, was a, a Navy guy and a pretty big guy, you know, rough and tough guy. And he read these uh, as manuscripts a number of years ago. And he said one of the most beautiful things to me that anybody's ever said. He looked at me and he said, now I know what heaven looks like.
0: It doesn't get any better than that. You know, Uh, that's awesome. What you've done with these books and your heart has been poured into them. And I know that people will really enjoy them. And so, folks, look for them this summer. You know, we're going to be I'm going to be mentioning to me to you again on my podcast down the line when these things get released. And um, we're looking forward to that. So it's great to have Biff with us today. We have one more episode. And for all you that are writers or those of you who are want to be writers, um, you won't want to miss this next episode. we're going to talk about how is writing done what kind of I want to know what Biff does what how, how does he approach it? what is his mindset uh, what is his disciplines you know how how does he keep going you know because we all face Ideas that come in and out of our heads. And so how do we put these things down? And I think it's going to be really enjoyable for you. You'll pick up a few tips along the way. Thank you for being with us today. And keep looking up for the King who's coming. (laughs)